Oh, my lord, you wouldn't believe it. Oh, yes, I would. <laughs> I would suck his dick. <sighs> so what are you ladies discussing? Um... <clears throat> Books? Welcome to the Nerd Blitz Book Club! Pull up a seat and pull down your pants. Listen to us read and go on rants. Thanks for joining us this week for the Nerd Blitz Book Club. I'm Doom. And I'm Fitz. And we're back once again with Star Wars Dark Disciple by Christy Golden. And holy shit, for the most part, this was a slow week, wasn't it? Yeah, these two chapters are pretty pretty standard, um, you know, hostage rescue. Because uh, yeah. where we left off last time at, at chapter 10, they had just uh, beat the shit out of that guard in the bathroom and uh, gotten the uh, location of the two pike or the pike hostages. The mother and the two kids. What does Pike rhyme with? Uh, bike? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> and uh, so we ended that with uh, they're going to uh, infiltrate the house uh, where the guy said the uh, hostages were being held. Um, Which so is the Pike leader's two, I almost said his two wives and his kid, his two kids <laughs> and his wife. Right. <laughs> Uh, so, so we pick up in chapter eleven with um, they get to this uh, what the guy described as like a house, and really it's more like a, um, a fucking citadel with a tower on top. It's like a giant uh-huh. military base with a tower, and the hostages are at the very top of the tower. Mm-hmm. So all, all fucking yeah. So already they're already they're in a situation they weren't expecting. As you can. See, from the, just these first two pages is, Voss is already learning, or his respect for her is already growing, and by leaps and bounds. Or, it continues to, I should say. Because yeah. he says right here, after spending so much time in her company, he now understood why Kenobi held her in such respect, even though she had been an enemy. So that right there was like, okay, so these two are getting close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do a good job of, like developing their relationship and yeah and, and showing them getting closer and closer we've kind of joked that he's going to put it in before this book is over but i mean i'm pretty sure that uh, it's going to happen at some point but well let's put it this way you were talking about how she's making it seem you know real gradual and natural we're 95 pages in at this point and it it doesn't feel like, you know, it doesn't feel rushed. It doesn't feel forced. It's like, okay, I can see it happening. Yeah, it seems it seems really kind of natural. Them getting together, not him putting it in. Yeah. Although that's a natural progression. So basically they 
they scale this tower, they they figure out a way to get in. <laughs> what? What? What'd you say? I laugh because you said that he they're figuring out a way to get it in. Oh, get in. <laughs> uh, yeah, into the tower. Oh, into the tower. Okay, I got you. <laughs> um, so they this they... episode's really fucking filthy. <laughs> <laughs> so they <I'm> sorry. <laughs> so they they do get into this uh, cell uh, where the hostages are being held um, pretty pretty easily, didn't you think? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I mean. Don't they basically say that it seems really fucking easy? Well, yeah, when they get inside, they're like, oh, this is way too easy. But mm-hmm, yeah, it's... part of the reason why it's so easy is they get in and they figure out that, hey, wait, there's only two of the three um, prisoners in here. Uh-oh, Spadudios! Uh-oh. Basically, it was just, it's the kids and the mother's missing. They've, yeah. they're, they're holding the mother somewhere else. So now they're now they're worried that the, the guy that they got the information from is just deliberately set them up and basically they're right because no sooner do they go like holy shit where's the mother at oh god we're fucked that the alarms start going off because the guy uh that she knocked out it wasn't quite knocked out so he's already awake and has set off the alarm so they gotta get the hell out of there they get the hell out of there and there's a fucking blaster fire and all kinds of shit as they come flying out with the kids like literally flying out, they just jump out the window. Dive basically, out a fucking window, yeah. Yeah, Jedi hopping down the side of this. Uh, I don't know. Was this kind of like a? It was like a tower built into a mountain or something. Wasn't there like rocks and shit all around it? Yeah, it feels like like an old fucking castle or something. Yeah, almost like built it was into a mountain, maybe. Yeah, like it was almost yeah, like carved into the side of a mountain. Yeah. Yeah, because it says they're about they're jumping from rock to rock down this uh, down the side of this thing and. Um, they've got the kids on the, the pike children are on their back, which I thought was kind of fucked up. Like they're shit in their pants as they're like jumping stories down the side of this mountain. Yeah. And Ventress jumped out first and she's got a quite a bit of a lead on Voss, which kind of lets him use his force powers a little bit. Yeah. I think this is one of the, one of the only times where he's like openly yeah, let the force help him get, get the job done. And Voss almost loses his kid once, doesn't he? Does well, yeah. Doesn't he almost? Um, yeah, he almost loses him, but then he almost uh, doesn't he almost fall in the lava, or is that yeah, his, it was, his kid I, that falls? I in the think lava? he lo- he actually lost the kid, and he had to grab him with the force. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the kid fell off his uh, back, and uh, he actually had to reach out and grab him with the force. Otherwise, he was going to fall into the lava. Because remember, we're still on Mustafar. Yeah. So they're they're jumping they're jumping down the side of this mountain and then they're jumping across lava flows and shit to get away from these guys the the failing that Oh, are... and we forgot to mention uh as they were leaving Voss got shot. Oh yeah, he took a shot to the shoulder. Um... <laughs> he took a shot to the face. <laughs> <laughs> now, that was a sage. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he took a uh, shot to the shoulder as he was jumping out the window or as they were jumping down or as he was falling or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, that's fucked up. Yeah, and they called their lava fleas to meet him at the bottom. Yeah. So, then they ride off with the kids on lava fleas and, and get away. Which still, lava flea, that sounds disgusting as fuck, doesn't it? Yeah, kinda. So, that's basically, that's, that's pretty much the whole rescue operation. For the Which, for the kids I mean, for the kids at least I mean that was really fast. Yeah, 
but a lot of shit happened. It happened really fast, and in book form, it's not much to talk about. But as I wrote in my notes, it would have been fucking amazing to watch, you know? Yeah, it would have been a great sequence for the cartoon. Uh, and know. that's not me saying, like, the way she wrote it's fucking boring. No, it's engaging and shit. But it's so visual, the the whole thing yeah. is, is just, it's a set piece, it's an action piece. Yeah, and it, it makes you wonder, like, how the fuck was this explained in the script? Because, you know, scripts are bare bones telling you what's happening. Yeah, yeah, I've seen some of their scripts, and they're they're not always as bare bones as, like, a movie script so usually are. Oh, are they? Are, no, I are? mean they are, but they're. I mean they're still stripped down. They're not like prose, but um, there's a lot of there is a lot of direction in them. I think that might oh. be the case with animation. Is you have to be pretty specific about. Well, I mean, like I've seen, uh, and I know it's a totally different beast, but I've seen Family Guy scripts and shit, and I mean, there's not a lot to them. Yeah. Well. So I've never really seen many a- uh, animated scripts other than, like I said, Family Guy. So mm-hmm. I don't know if, like, they beat by beat break down the action or if they just leave that to, like, the showrunner or the director of that episode or the animation team or whatever. Not, like, the overseas animation team, but the animation team in studio to figure out. Yeah. So I don't know. I've always wondered that. But, yeah, would have been great to see. It's not a slam against Golden that I want to see it, but. Yeah, ain't going to happen. Yeah. Uh, but anywho's, we go back to, uh, Ventress's ship, the, uh, Banshee, wasn't it? Right. And they talk about how they're gonna go in and save the mama. Right, they gotta, they, now they gotta figure out where they're holding the mother. Yeah. Because um, they're only two-thirds done with their assignment. Yeah. And so there's a pretty cool sequence where Asajj dresses, uh, Foss's blaster wound, which I, I felt like, um, or I thought the... The description of it was pretty cool. You, you don't really get blaster wounds described too much. I've never really read too many of them, so it's no. It's interesting to see what what either. those actually do and why why sometimes there's blood. Like, well, in episode seven, where Finn has blood on his hands from his friend that got shot, and he, I always yeah. thought, well, the laser will cauterize it, right? So you don't. There is no blood, but apparently there can be. Well, it's just like a lightsaber. In episode four, there was blood from that dude everybody's always bitched about it that you know george fucked with other shit why didn't he fix that and i always figured that like especially with lightsabers like depending on how fast the strike is yeah a lightsaber's super hot but it might not have enough time to cauterize the wound you know yeah like like something with um or it might not be episode one oh yeah that too it might take a few seconds to crust over yeah but like something with maul and episode one that was a quick strike but there's a lot to go through there so that made sense to me why there wasn't blood gushing you know yeah and i figured you know blasters are sort of the same way although once they make impact they're fucking in there but yeah i figured blasters could be temperamental too so but the description of her fixing his wound i thought that was pretty Interesting and revealing towards what happens at the end of chapter 12, which we'll get to, but it kind of points towards that because she's telling him he's injured real bad and shit, and he's trying to downplay it, and she's basically telling him, dude, you're fucked up. And he kind of gives her a look and looks at the kids like, bitch, shut the fuck up. They're scared (laughs) enough, you know? Yeah, he tells her not in front of the kids. 
Uh, so yeah, he kind of gives her a look and looks at the kids and is like, shut the fuck up. And ultimately what this, this whole nursing scene, the whole, the whole reason for that is at the end, he reaches out and like touches her hand. Yeah. And some sparks fly and shit. Boners be popping. Uh-huh, and the Barry White comes up. Oh yeah. Baby, close them shades and get your ass on the hot bed. <laughs> and once again, like I said earlier in the chapter, you can feel just somebody's going to get cummed on. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say they had a moment, but... <laughs> I like my description better. <laughs> but, but I like how it happened, and, and neither one of them, and neither one of them was like. Everybody, you like both how of them one like, of them got cummed on. Yeah, and both of them are like, "What just happened?" <laughs> I don't know. It just went off. <laughs> Not in front of the kids. <laughs> uh, so, anywho, <laughs> they're. <laughs> They're talking. <laughs> they're talking about how they're gonna save the mom. And uh, Ventress says, "Just leave the kids here, and they're gonna split up." And there's a funny little moment where, uh, when Ventress says, <laughs> when Ventress says they're gonna leave the kids there, and Voss kind of frightfully, I guess, <laughs> asks her, "Like, what the fuck are you gonna do?" Let's see. I'm gonna try to find it real quick. Oh, here it is. It's at the very tail end of the chapter. Oh wait! Before you get before you get there, they they the the way how they discover where the mother is being held. Yeah. Oh. Foss. Yeah. Let's talk about that because I've got something interesting to talk about that. So go ahead. The uh, the girl Pike child. Yeah. Has like a like a little holographic locket thing, which is one of those like sci-fi tropes that really bugs the shit out of me because <laughs> it's used all the time. The hologram locket. Yeah. But anyway, she um, boss lets her boss gets her to let him hold it, and so he uses his yeah. psychometry or whatever his his uh, Jedi skill is, and uh, he mm-hmm. can actually see the kidnapping happen and or not the kidnapping. I'm sorry, but they but where they split them up, they had they they had all three of them in that cell, and then somebody came and took the mother away, and he could hear he could hear somebody's name being re- referenced as to like where she's going. She's going to be with this slave of this uh or prisoner of this whoever this black sun guy is yeah the leader of this yeah faction of black yeah so sun. he's basically yeah he's basically like the leader of this family of black sun yeah yeah that was pretty cool and i'll tell you real quick i told you just before or a couple hours ago that i was uh gonna be starting to read that quinlan voss jedi in darkness uh, Star Wars Omnibus from Dark, or yeah, Dark Horse. Yeah, it's funny in there because the first story in there is called Star Wars Twilight, I believe. Yeah, by uh, it's written by John Ostrander. Okay. And pencils by Jan Dersema. Yeah, Jan Jan Dersema. Jan Jan Dersema. Yeah. Um, what that is in that story? It's a great. Who is a lady, by the way? Yeah. I figured that. For a, lo- for a long time, I thought it was like a European name, like Jan, like Jan Michael Vincent, or, you know, like a dude's name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... And I mean, wasn't there a TV pitchman whose name was Jan? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. I thought there was. I don't fucking know. Anywho, the first issue of uh, Star Wars Twilight, because it's a four-issue arc, 
in the middle of one of the old books. It starts with Voss uh, waking up. He doesn't know who the fuck he is or where the fuck he's at. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, this um, one of those little devil-looking dudes... Uh, Zabrak? No, not Maul. The other fuckers with the horns coming straight out of their... Or curving out of their foreheads like... Uh, oh, uh, the, uh, Deveronian. Yeah, Deveronian. I was just looking it up because it's, it's the title of another... Uh, story in this omnibus mm-hmm. um a devronian comes up and basically tells him come with me if you want to live ah <laughs> and um he hops on the speeder or he follows this dude and hops on a speeder with him and he gets the dude's gun or his blaster and they're firing after the fuckers who are chasing Voss. Mm-hmm. and at the end these two fucking bounty hunters or whatever are coming after Voss and they break in acting like they're Jedi and Voss quickly kills them and he grabs one of their lightsabers which turns out to be his lightsaber oh and the whole point of me telling you this is that that whole touching shit and seeing memories or whatever the fuck Mm -hmm. that came from his past stories because once he touches the lightsaber he starts getting flashes of visions and shit and he sees that his old Padawan, which was Ayla. Okay. And he sees Mace and shit, and it's kind of a cool bunch of images on this one page. I can show it to you afterwards. That's like how he gets his memories back. Yeah, it's got a flash of images, and it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And this dude, one of the goat-faced fuckers, comes at him. Okay. Uh, with a lightsaber, and all of a sudden, starting to use it, he remembers who he is and says, I know who I am. My name is Quinlan Voss, and I'm a Jedi. The whole point of me telling you all of that is that that came from his past story, his past, you know, EU life. Mm-hmm. The touch the, the something. Touch, the psychomet- like, yeah, the psychometry. Yeah. And I I wondered if that came from the EU or if that was just something that they picked up for this book or those episodes. Or, yeah. No. It's, so, yeah, that they pulled that from the EU, too. Well, that's cool. That's another example of them taking something that was EU and putting it in the Clone Wars. Or or a variation there's, of it. Mm-hmm. There's truth in legend. Yep. So yeah, they he touches this hollow locket, finds out where the mom is, and let me grab my book again because I was holding on to my omnibus. But you got scared right there. <laughs> I was holding on to my. God, this is gonna be the filthiest fucking episode yet. I just always assume that's what you're holding on to. <laughs> well, I've got. <laughs> Never mind. I was gonna come out way dirtier. <laughs> uh. <laughs> anyway, they figure out where the mom is and they set off to go get her. Inventress says, okay, let's go. Voss glanced back at the two children in the hold. What about them? Ventress says back, what about them? And he says, we can't just let them run around the ship. They're kids. They'll have this thing reduced to scrap metal. And what if they wander off? Ventress says, I'll take care of it. That right there, even though, yes, they're getting paid... To bring these kids back, I was like, oh shit, what's she going to do yeah, to that's, kids? Yeah, that's frightening. I'll take care of it. Yeah, because we've seen the shit she does. She's not the fucking most kindest, warm-hearted person. Mm-hmm. Fucking she-witch. So yeah, she says that, and I was like, uh-oh, like I shit my pants or something. Uh, and so then, then it takes us on to <laughs> chapter 12, which then we see what she does to him, and it's basically she puts him in these uh, restraining chairs. That she uses for prisoners. 
Yeah. And like looks sounds sounds almost like it's like a roller coaster seat where the bars come down over the top of you and lock into place. And keep, yeah, to that's keep you in what place. I saw too. That's what I saw when she said that too. Yeah, and he's kind of like like, well, um, are you sure they're going to be okay in these things? <laughs> and her response basically is like, hey, these have held like the some of the most hardened men in the galaxy. They're they're surely going to hold these two kids, which is that's not a, almost which, an exact quote. Yeah, which is not at all what he meant, but. <laughs> yeah, and that's almost an exact quote, too. He said, that wasn't what I meant, but all right. I've got in my notes, there's a little wave, and I'm trying to figure out what the fuck that was, you know? Yeah. Oh, a little wave? Yeah. Well, yeah, it, it, he's, she's, the the girl's, like, looking at him like, hey, what the fuck? Why are you, you going to let her lock us up in this? <laughs> and so, basically, he's just, like, shrugs his shoulder and is like, well, sorry, you'll be fine. I'll see you later. <laughs> Oh, well, right here, the little girl screams his name, and he says, Sorry, kid, it's her ship, and shrugs his arms. Right. Right, he kind of plays it off like, Well, there's nothing I can do about it. It's no big deal. Just suck it up. Yeah, Ventress goes off to take care of the guards or something. Yeah, take care of the... Wait. Well, no, she goes She goes off because they're, they're going to... They have to split up to get into this guy's yeah. uh, fortress or whatever. This, uh, this guy's Zeton Moj... I'm uh, glad you fucking said that. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I'm sure it's wrong. Well, I'd rather you sound retarded than me sound <laughs> retarded. We've got fucking almost 20 hours of me going, Oh, dear, this is the name! <laughs> so this guy's like uh, one of the leaders of the Black Sun. And so Asajj is going to hit him from one side, and Voss is there as her backup, or he's you know he's got his own. She's supposed to go keep them busy while he gets to the mother. Yeah. <laughs> but um and how she how she keeps them busy basically is uh allows herself to be captured and yeah. and uh so in in this throne room or whatever where this Zeton Moj guy is hanging out one of his advisors has just told him about you know they haven't found the people who cad- who kidnapped the the two kids back um so he's pretty pissed off about that and then before you before you get to that there is another part in this last segment or this first segment that we shouldn't skip over okay when they split up he tells her not to get killed and she smirks as he had known she would but just before she opened the door and descended the ramp Voss thought her expression melted for a moment into a genuine smile mm-hmm. and it genuinely did so again the ice queen's heart is melting uh-huh I, i've got it i wanted to make sure that we mentioned that again because yeah this all she adds keeps- up it's all yeah, adding up to something. Yeah, she keeps mentioning it, but it's not in a way that's just, like, banging you over the fucking head where it's like, okay, we get it, they're gonna fuck, yeah, leave us alone, Yeah, it's, oh! all, it's all pretty subtle and natural, it's not overdone. Yeah, so anyways, in the throne room. Right, so he's mad because Krem has managed to get his two kids back, and so basically he's like, well, you know what, he knew exactly what would happen if he tried to rescue them, so um, why don't you go kill the mother now? And that's when guards arrive with, well, she does, I guess she doesn't get captured, right? She, she comes to them and tells them that she's an emissary from the Pikes. Um, she's, she's come, she's come to negotiate their release or negotiate some kind of deal with them. Yeah. And the dude tells her, I know you took the kids and she's like, yeah, he's not buying it for a second. She's telling him, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I didn't take the kids. And he's like, bullshit, she witch. So she, she gets them to, to, um, agree to, uh. She's like, you know, I, I need to see the, the mother and the and the kids to make sure they're okay. 
um, you know, like the typical uh, hostage negotiator tactic. He's like, well, you know, you're going to have to wait to see the kids, durr, because I don't have them. And then, uh, but he's he says, go ahead and go get the mother and bring her here and show her to her. And his plan is she, he's going to bring the mother into the throne room, show show her to, to this emissary, and then uh, chop and her then head off. Them. <laughs> and yeah, chop- and send Ventress back to be like, oh, that dude killed your lady. Uh-huh. He will, he's going to make her the witness to this execution and have her go yeah. back and, and have to tell the pike leader that his wife's dead and it's his fault. And they drag her into the fucking room and um, the Black Sun leader's, you know, getting all cocky and shit and says, well, there she is. And suddenly a voice came ringing, ringing out and says, and here I am. And Voss came pimping into the scene again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somehow he was... I don't know. Did they? That was. I was kind of confused about that part. Like, how the fuck? Where was he? It. It sounded like he was with the. That came in the room with the mother, like behind the mother. Yeah. So like the guards brought her in, and he was following them somehow. Is that how you took it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's not how I thought it was. And it's like the thing I would have done to make it a little bit more clear is like have the door open, and a guard comes flying in. Right. That and, way you get uh, well, into it a little quicker, I think. Yeah, well, and again, this was, I mean, its this was meant to be for the screen, so you would have seen him sneaking along behind them, probably. True, true. But I mean, to adapt it for a novel, she didn't explain, that's one of the few things in this where it's like, you can give Christy Golden a little shit. It's not explained that well what the fuck's going on. All of a sudden, Voss is there. Yeah. Yeah, this was this was a one of the spots in the book so far that I was like, huh? I got kind of lost. Like, could I lost track of the action, kind of. Yeah, and I mean, maybe if she'd have just said he stepped out of the shadows, but it just says, a human male, dark of skin and hair and sporting a strange yellow tattoo across his face, stepped in front of the pike, grinning broadly. So was he pretending to be a guard, or what? Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't tell if he was, yeah, did he, did he take, take yeah. Did he take a guard's place? Did he is he the one that led her into the room? Or, I mean, surely not, because I mean he's not the same. He's not a Faline or whatever as the the Black Sun are. So yeah. I, I don't think he could have probably, you know, impersonated a guard. Yeah, because those are big motherfuckers. Yeah, they definitely have a specific look. Bunch of fighting breaks out and yeah, a fucking shit ton of fighting in like a page and a half. With the whole fight lasts like a page and a half, and that was it. And the next thing you know, they're back on their ship with the mother, and they're flying off. And that's where I got the little wave thing from. Oh, cause, um, yeah, because he waved at him from the... He kind of pulled a Qui-Gon Jinn and jumped up onto the... Voss did, but jumped up onto exactly, the ramp. Exactly, that's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. It Instead was, of fighting, he's just like, fuck this. And this time, it's not like, fuck this, because, you know, he's leaving. It's like, fuck this, Ventress is leaving, you know? Right. Yeah, I'm going to die if I don't... He Obi-Wan <laughs> to start it up. Ventress got on the ship and was like, let's go. And he's yep. like, oh, fuck, I better go. And yeah, he jumps up on the ramp. Well, he fights with the dude a little bit while he's trying to get on the ramp, and then they start to fly off, and he gives a cocky little wave, and that I thought was fucking perfect. Oh yeah, and we kind of we kind of skipped over in this fight, you know, when Voss steps out, they like they just beat ass on all the guards and stuff, and yeah. and then Ventress reaches out and basically chokes that Zeton Maj guy, yeah, and like lifts him up and chokes him with the Force, and so he's kind of shitting his pants all of a sudden, like what the fuck have I gotten myself into? Yeah. And basically she t- tells him, you know, don't do this again. <laughs> the Pikes say don't do this again. Yeah. And then after the uh, rescue, 
Ventress kind of gets a little cold towards Voss again. Yeah. And this again leads to the whole fucking, you know, not pounding pounding you over the head. It doesn't feel forced. Ventress is thinking about, you know, the whole hand holding, hand touching thing. And she kind of gets a little cold with him. Yeah, she's intentionally trying to block that out. Yeah. She doesn't want to fucking, you know, get into the dirty. Mm hmm. And yeah, it's showing a new side of her as she's, as you said, I think a couple times now. The ice princess is fucking hearts melting. A little bit. So then they take their, uh, take the, uh, the, the three pikes back to Obadiah and they reunite them with the, the, their, husband slash father and they get their payment and yeah the things seem weird between them between Voss and Ventress they're they're kind of um yeah things got weird the the hand touching thing kind of made things weird and as they're after they drop off the hostages they're starting to leave Black Sun as ruthless as ever they've fucking made their way to the planet Mm -hmm. yeah as, as they're leaving all these warships come out of hyperspace and it's like, oh, fuck. And Voss knows that they've basically just wasted their time. Well, not just wasted their time, but they've they've basically ensured that those kids are going to be murdered. And the, Well, how the, did they the, ensure it? Well, because they, well, I mean, well, who knows what would have happened if they hadn't rescued them. They, you know, they could have, you know, the guy could have eventually given in and given over his territory or whatever that the black son wanted and he could have got him back. I, I don't think Maybe. at all that's why Voss feels guilty. You don't you know? think so? Or, or does no. he feel guilty because they can't do anything about it? I think that's why. It's because he's a Jedi. He's supposed to protect people. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to be a bounty hunter, and I think this is what breaks him and leads to the bombshell at the a- end of the chapter, he's just like, I can't do this shit anymore because these people are going to get killed, and to maintain my cover, I can't do a fucking thing about it. Yeah. Yeah, the guilt is really starting to get to him because he's had to do mm-hmm. lots of things that were not the Jedi way and not um, not his way, just just in order to maintain his cover. And it says in this next part where he's at the bar and he's going over it, he knows that, like, Black Sun didn't follow him because obviously they kidnapped the family, so they know where the fucking... Yeah, they know where to go. People, yeah, so it's not that, it's just there's nothing he can do about it. Yeah. And as I said, that led to the bombshell to end all bombshells. Yeah, he eventually they he uh they go to a bar and he starts to drown his guilt in uh drink. And so And he ends yeah. up punching a table and she's looking at him like, "Dude, what the fuck?" Yeah, he's like having a nervous breakdown. Mhm. And she uh he tells her to go they need to walk and she gives him half of his earnings. He gives it back and she's worried cuz he's trying to bail on her and she actually admits we're starting to make a good team, and he tells her, but we aren't a team. Right. For a team to work, you have to be honest with each other, and he hasn't been being honest but he's with still, her. But he's still fucking battling with it, and then it just comes out. Basically, the thing that we've been waiting, what is it, five episodes for it to happen, finally fucking happens. He tells her, Asajj, I'm a Jedi. Oh. And I read that, and it's like, holy shit! Yep, shit's gonna get real now. And that's all for this week. Bye. No, wait. But wait, we decided. He has more. To, we de- yeah, we decided to add a third chapter this week. Our first three chapter week because there ain't no way we could have fucking waited until next week after that because that's a hell of a fucking cliffhanger, ain't it? Yeah, that would have been uncool to leave you hanging for a, a whole week. Yeah, huh? 
So after that after that bombshell, you would think she was going to go ape shit or something, and flip uh-huh. the page. Flip the page, and her response is, "I know." Yeah, <laughs> she already fucking knew. It's like, wait, what? And he even said, "You you do how?" There's a building tension in this reveal that's really fucking thrilling. It's yeah. gripping and unlike I've I've read a lot of fucking books in my life and it's I've rarely come across a page turner. Like I said, that Kane book I read, that was a fucking page turner. Mm-hmm. Couldn't put it down, didn't want to put it down. The seventh Harry Potter book, when it came out, I couldn't put that down. I had to know what happened. This is a lot like those two. Yeah, basically she she's been picking up on those all those things that he thought she didn't see. Like his little subtle uses of the force or uh-huh. his not so subtle uses of the force where he was sure that she wasn't watching. Well, apparently she was watching because she she called him out for all that stuff. The the uh, the way that he was able to like fly down that mountain with the kid on his back without killing yeah, himself. She tells and, him, that yeah. should have killed you and the kid. Yeah. All his all his fast reflexes, his unnaturally fast fast reflexes that he has and so she she knew. She's known for a while, she said. That she's just kind of like, why? Why are you even here? What is what? What are you trying to do here? And that's when he just fucking lays the entire plan out. And she's like, she can't, she can't believe that the the Jedi would assassinate somebody. Yeah, make that turn to be like, fuck it, let's kill Dooku. It'll solve our problems. And she flat out tells him that your council doesn't fully understand what it would take to accomplish this goal. Yeah, and here's about where certain... things start to take a turn. Yeah. This is what I mean. The tension of this reveal yeah, and the, them talking it over, it's like, holy shit, what's happening next? Yeah. And I guess you should have known by the title, like the title of the book is Dark Disciple, not Dyke Disciple. Yeah. Dark Disciple. <laughs> you think it, it, it refers to, it probably does have a do- double meaning, but you think at face value that it, it just refers to Asajj Ventress as the Dark Disciple uh-huh. of, of Dooku, right? But here's yeah. here's where it takes a turn, and the title maybe is, means some other things. Yeah, that's where it was starting. Shit was starting to get clearer to me too. Right yeah, then. because you know she's essentially telling him that you know you can't kill Dooku the way you are. You're gonna need uh-huh. you're gonna need hatred and anger, and you know basically you're gonna need to have all the shit that Dooku has, all the the dark side shit. And we. We get more of her history where she talks about all the hatred and shit that she's had boiling through her. And we actually find out why, specifically why, she's always had this hatred of the Jedi. Because as we mentioned in previous episodes, at one point she technically was a Jedi. She was a Padawan. Mm-hmm. To, uh, I can't Ky- even remember. Chimeric fucking... or Chineric? Yeah, it was Chineric, something That they showed on the Clone Wars. That was in an episode of the Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they they never, I don't remember them explicitly explaining why she hated the Jedi. They showed, like... I think they did, because her master was killed by weak-way pirates, and I guess guess the Jedi abandoned him or or didn't come to help him or something, and that's why... I think that was in that episode. Oh, well, maybe it was. I don't... Because it was in the Night Sister episode, right, where she was... She yeah, was when they telling them did all about... the flashbacks and were telling her story and shit. But I didn't really remember that, but it's probably there, and they're just re- reiterating it here for Well, they they do expand that. on it a little bit, because she's like, where she talks about, where she talks about all of her history, where they, it's it's not, it's not yet in the chapter, right? It's, it's later, it's after this meeting with Obi-Wan. Yeah, I think it's when they get to where they're going. 
But yeah, she's basically telling him, right now you don't have the balls to do what needs to be done. And he's telling her, I will do what needs to be done. Which is Voss basically, you know, saying he's willing to go to the brink. And that right there is another signal of the end. As Mm -hmm. I think we said in the first episode when the Jedi came up with this plan, it's the fact that they're willing to do shit like this is what brought them down. Right. Yeah, it's completely, completely not their way, not what they should be doing. Yeah, thirteen, thirteen, and Obi-Wan's waiting for Voss, who once again is late, and Obi-Wan points it out and tells him, you're late, again, and Voss tells him, hey, at least I'm consistent. <laughs> <laughs> and this here, Voss doesn't tell Obi-Wan that, you know, he told Ventress every fucking thing. Right, but, but he knows something's up, something's not right about him. He can tell and, it, yeah, he can feel and it. This, it's examples like this, moments like this, why Obi-Wan is one of my, or probably my favorite Jedi and probably my favorite Star Wars character. Yeah. And it's like, his arc through episode two, him investigating and following leads and shit, that was one of the few saving graces of that fucking movie for me. Yeah, I like that part of it, the the, uh-huh. the, the detective work kind of part of it. That in the last 30 minutes... Or what makes me able to watch that movie at all. Yeah, th- If yeah. you cut out that Obi-Wan thread, I don't think I could stomach that movie. No, nah, it's pretty It's pretty bad. Yeah. But, it's, it's pretty indefensible. Yeah. I can I can defend one and three, but two is like, mm, nope. Yeah. That's, uh, that one is a stinker. Mm-hmm. And like I said, that last 30 to 45 minutes of action at the end where finally the clones are introduced. Oh, yeah, that was pretty tits fucking yeah and the the yoda lightsaber fight and all that that's yeah yes but i mean the the rest of it's kind of like all the anakin padme stuff yeah it's awful we've talked about that ad nauseum i know and we'll talk about it many more times i'm sure (laughs) um so let's see he's keeping something from obi-wan and obi-wan knows it and they kind of fucking part with Voss telling him, look, I've got this under control. Just leave it at that, dude. It's yeah, basically and, what he tells him. Yeah, and he yeah, he can sense that something's not right, and he's like, you know, you better be careful, man, because she is a fucking manipulator, and he, she is going to turn on you. Which, he can sense right he, there. He can sense that he's putting too much faith in her, or too yeah. much trust. Yep. At one point, he says, uh, she's been faithful to me, and his Obi-Wan's eyes or eyebrows kind of raise like, ooh. What's that supposed to mean? Uh-huh. Obi-Wan's exact thought was, that's a curious choice of words. Mm-hmm. But right there, that's the key word. Obi-Wan says, have caution, Quinlan. Ventress is nothing if not ma- manipulative. And we're about to fucking see that. Yeah, she's going to start manipulating some shit out of him. Yeah, and I'm wondering if you picked up the same fucking thing I picked up here in this last section of the chapter. Which Oh, that she's she's... Yeah. Okay. Blah, 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 blah. We'll get to it. Yeah, we'll get to it. So, Obi-Wan leaves. Voss has his mission. It seems like it's all going smoothly. And we cut back to him and Ventress. Ventress is taking him on a little trip to her home planet, Adathomir. Which is where she starts breaking down her past and shit, which... Give us a rundown of that. Yeah, so she was born on Dathomir with the, the Night Sisters. Uh, but she was given away or stole. I can't remember. Uh, I think she was think. stolen. Stolen, yeah. Yeah, and, kidnapped. And, yeah, she was stolen and sold to uh, somebody to be a slave or, or whatever. 
Yeah. Um, and then at some point she gets rescued by a Jedi, Kai Narek, who senses her uh, strength in the Force and uh, be- makes makes her his Padawan. And then at some point he gets killed by Weakway pirates. They're on a mission and he's killed by Weakway. Yeah. And here's where they kind of expand on what they showed. All that stuff was in the Clone Wars and like a flashback in the Clone Wars. Yeah. And what they didn't show in the Clone Wars and she talks about here is like she basically goes after them for revenge and wipes out yeah. all, all of those Weakway pirates that were responsible, like all of their leaders and all of their... Because um, it was on this one planet where they had a stronghold. So she she, yeah. basically, she basically wipes them all out and becomes the new leader, the new warlord or whatever of that planet and that's eventually where dooku finds her playing queen shit yeah which we quite has she run that's what uh hondo is right right i can't remember i should because it's not been that long since i've seen it did she have any run-ins with hondo um maybe i I can't i can't say yes or no for sure yeah it's got me wondering if they've had any run-in because all those pirates seem like they're fucking connected. Yeah, they're all backstab- backstabbing scum, but it seems like they're all connected. Yeah, they, they probably are. She's breaking down her fucking issues. Yeah, and basically they just they recap almost everything that that the Clone Wars told you about her and the Night Sisters. The whole you know the whole arc where Dooku tries to kill her and leaves her for dead because she disappointed him again and so he just decided he was done with her yeah and um, she trained fucking savage and yeah she goes back to go so well yeah she goes back to the night sisters and, and goes through the ritual to become an actual night sister that's when dooku sent uh grievous to attack right he sent a an army to dathomir and then basically wiped out all the night sisters and as they're walking along and she's describing this Voss is looking at all the bones and Shit that's left over of the Night Sisters. Yeah, which in that episode was pretty dope. They, you know, there's not that many Night Sisters, so when the Dooku's army showed up, they raised their own dead, and so they mm-hmm. had a, an army of zombie Night Sisters that fought. Fuck fought yeah! Against, yeah, that was fucking badass. And that's one of those things. Like we've talked about the Clone Wars and a lot of Star Wars shit in general, and in, some shit doesn't feel Star Warsy. And back when we recorded uh, that episode 20 of Just Jump to the End, I kept saying it, and I still say it, a lot of episode 7 doesn't feel Star Wars-y. Mm-hmm. And that Night Sister shit, it doesn't feel particularly Star Wars-y. But the Night Sister stuff and all the weird new shit in episode 7, it's got enough that feels Star Wars-y that it kind of blows up what your definition of Star Wars-y is. Right. Because if you if you fucking tell somebody off the street who's just seen like the first six movies or the first seven or the seven movies, tell them, okay, witches and magic and Star Wars. They'd be like, you're a fucking idiot. That would be stupid. I mm-hmm. would have fucking said it. But I saw those Night Sisters episodes and it's like, holy shit, this is awesome. It's some of the best shit they did. It takes a minute to get used to it because it is kind of out of the box. Uh-huh. And, and it's and, jarring, and it's just weird. Yeah, it's like fuck. They're doing like actual like magic spells and shit, and that's but that's yeah, how it, they that's how they tap into the force. They don't use it like a yeah. Jedi. They use it as a witch might. Uh huh. And it, it's it's takes you into this weird horror arena, which I mean, like they did in season two with those 
earworms that yeah. were attacking um, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. mostly the, the clones and shit, but... Yeah, the Night Sister even, shit was was creepy as fuck. Yeah, that took it a step, a few steps further. And like, since we're talking about the Night Sisters, that last arc of the Clone Wars that's on that in the half of season six, mm-hmm. what did you feel about that involving Mother Talzin and that bullshit? That was the one with the Gungans, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, the, they the lost Gungans, ones. But are... It's the one with uh, Jar Jar in it. Yeah, him and Mace. Yeah, they were. Oh, that's right. They weren't Gungans. They were some other weird thing, right? Yeah. But it was uh, Jar Jar's girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some yeah. kind of offshoot or. Yeah. They were more duck like. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. But yeah, it ended up that... being Mother Talzin was, was kidnapping these, uh, whatever the. These duck people or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And, and like using, using them. Using, yeah, using them to like suck the force out of them or something, right? Yeah. Wasn't she like sucking the force powers out of like the force sensitivity out yeah, of them? Yeah, through every orifice. Yeah. That was weird. I, I I didn't necessarily like that one. That's the one like arc with the Night Sisters and the magic shit that I was just like, no, that don't work. Yeah, I I, I didn't Cause care you've for got, that one. You've got Jar Jar over there like, Nissa, oh my god, what's are we gonna do? And then you got Mother Talzin is like, we're going to kill you and take your life force. Oh, Misa, no! Yeah, I like the mace. I like the mace and Jar Jar stuff. I like the the part where Jar Jar's getting his groove on with that queen. Yeah, but, they're doing uh, Tai Chi because they're about yeah, to fuck. Yeah, they're like, they're like sexual Tai Chi or whatever the fuck where they share their essences and stuff. It was like, whoa. Uh-huh, there's going to be some duck sauce. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, once they got into the... Towels and shit, it's like, nope, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, I was like, ah, that's... Mm, that doesn't fit. That's what she said. It... You didn't put your chocolate in my peanut butter. You put your dog shit in my peanut butter. Yeah. Um. So let's finish this up. Well, basically, she's she starts to talk to him about like his anger and you know, and he he mentions his master and how he's still angry at the Jedi because, or not angry at them, but he starts thinking about it and he's like, you know, his master was killed, um, and he was supposed to be his partner on the mission that where he got killed. And he wasn't because the council the Jedi... was like, no, we've got another mission. And so he kind of feels like the Jedi fucked him over and, and his master got killed. Yeah. And she says, oh, I remember that battle. Oh, yeah. I thought that was I thought that was good. And then she's caught herself. She's like, oh, shit, because I bet uh, she Dooku I... did it. Yeah, I'll have to go back and look. We should go back and look. I wonder if that was in an episode of the Clone Wars, because that name sounds familiar. The name, the name of his master, that master. Yeah, the Cole. name sounds familiar. And maybe. Yeah, we we've got a. Can you Google that real quick? We're back, and we've done a little research. That Master Tholm guy that I thought might have been in the Clone Wars, it doesn't look like he was. It was he originated um, first uh, by John Ostrander in the Star Wars Republic comic book. Well, 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 well what was the title of that? Because I might have it here to read. Um, the character first appeared in a 2001 story arc entitled Darkness. You said Darkness? Mm-hmm. Does it tell what the storyline... Um, if I click this oh, link, I Oh, I've got that. Do you? Yeah, it's 187. I'm going to flip to that real quick. Yeah, so in, in the Legends continuity, he doesn't die until after the Clone Wars. Yeah. Yeah, it says Tholm survived the Clone Wars and did not die until later, but in official canon, 
um, his first appearance as Dark Disciple. There's a broad in here who looks like Mother Talzin. Oh, really? Sith Witch? Really? That design's been around for a long time. Those different Sith Witch designs. Yeah, well, this is probably it. I'm gonna... Fucking people were creaming themselves when seconds, they put I'm Sith Witches in this. Clone Wars. Yeah, this here is the, the Sith Witches. Let me make sure I got that page number right. But yeah, I might have to read this for next week. Because this is, I think, in the Infinity's End chap story. Because I was flipping to get to it, and there's a broad who looks exactly, almost exactly like Mother Talzin. Hmm. Interesting. It was, it was definitely well before the Clone Wars started. Clone Wars oh, TV yeah. show. When we finish, I'll snap this and snap a picture over and send it to you. But, um, yeah, it's gotta be. Okay, you said it's Darkness by Ostrander, right? It's got that same artist, too. So, oh, and there's Ayla. Yeah, Jan Dersama has been around for a long time. I think she yeah. might have been, uh... Oh, shit, okay, I've, I know why the name sounds familiar to me. Okay. Because, um, you remember that page I told you about earlier? Where he touches his lightsaber? Oh, yeah, yeah. It shows him, and I think it mentions his name there. Oh, okay. No, maybe not. What the fuck? Okay, maybe not. I don't know who this is, then. Um... And you say he died after the Clone Wars? Yeah, in the in the old continuity. It says huh. he, sur- he survived the Clone Wars. Okay. I don't know. This is a continuation of the story I was just reading. And I'm not seeing, seeing a visual of him, but I'm just skimming it right now. Oh, that might be him. He kind of looks a bit like Voss, if, I, if this is the right dude. Or maybe well, not. I don't yeah, know. that makes sense. A lot of times the Padawans look like their masters. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, um... So she's playing on his fucking uh yeah his his repressed uh resentment his towards the Jedi for the for for causing inadvertently causing the death of his master. And let me ask you this. Did you get the feeling that she's the one who killed his master? Oh yeah. Oh for yeah. sure. Yeah. That's why I immediately was like, "Oh, we got to look and see if this was an episode of the Clone Wars." Like yeah. did this happen did this actually happen on screen? But yeah, because she immediately caught herself and was like, oh shit, how do I save this? He's going to start, you know, he's going to know that the reason yeah, I know about it was, me. yeah. And she's like, oh no, 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 I wasn't there. I, uh, uh, Dooku told me about it. <laughs> yeah. He's the one that killed your master and he kept his lightsaber as a trophy. So she's like putting fuel on the fire. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. As if Voss needed another fucking reason to want to kill Dooku. So yeah, so now she's happy with herself because she's, you know, gotten deeper into his trust and yeah. and pissed him off more, you know, made him want to kill Dooku more. So it's like now the tables are starting to turn and now I think she's going to use him. Uh-huh. She's just like fucking Edge. She's a master manipulator. That joke's for a few people who are wrestling fans. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and the chapter ends with fucking him finally embracing some of those not-so-Jedi emotions and whatnot, and mm-hmm. they start swapping spit. Oh, my God! <laughs> yep. He grabs... It said something about he, like, let out this fucking primal roar or some bullshit, right? It was, it was like some kind of agonized noise that he made and, like, started kissing her. It was like, oh, my it God. It says, he stared at her for a long moment, then with a sound of both desire and anguish, as if... Something had broken within him. He pulled her into his arms and kissed her. Desire and anguish. What would that sound like? Oh, um, I don't know. So, like, ah! yeah, I don't know, dude. <laughs> I've been I've been hella horny in my life, but I've never fucking made a sound of desire and anguish. 
<laughs> you ever see a hot chick walking down the street and you're like, ah! <laughs> I've never made and like a Tarzan. Like, are yell. you okay? Well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> My pants are sticky now. <laughs> I pinch ten my pants go boom <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was kind of a kind of an awkward sentence. I know. And just think about it from her perspective. She's falling for this dude, she's manipulating him, but she's falling for him, and all of a sudden he's like ah! Ah! and starts fucking jamming his tongue in her mouth. Well, what the know. fuck? She's a freak though. Maybe that you know, that could be um Maybe that's the way the Sith do it. I don't even fucking know, man. Maybe they fuck like Klingons. I don't know what that means. They basically beat the shit out of each other. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so like Mike and Fee on Burn Notice. Um, No, maybe a little more violent than that. Like like there's usually broken bones involved. Well, I mean, there was a couple times where Fiona almost broke Mike's arm and shit. He, she had a gun to his throat and shit, and he's like, I don't want to do it like this. <laughs> so, put it this way, it's the way Fiona likes to fuck. Like I said, somebody gonna get cummed on. Yep, so that's the end of that chapter, so... Uh... <laughs> and he's ready to wrap up because it's getting too dirty for him. <laughs> no. <laughs> the way you say that is like, no, I'm waiting for it to get dirtier. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... No, so, but I do I do admit the part of me feels bad for making Star Wars dirty. <laughs> we didn't do it. They did. I know. I know. Yeah. There's no fucking caveat. He fucking made his sexual squeal and stuck his tongue in her mouth before he stuck mm-hmm. his dick in her puss. <laughs> Let me see your fuck face. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Uh, uh, so do you think she shaved or what? Excuse me? What? Huh? <laughs> Did you really not hear me or are you just trying not to go that way with Star Wars? <laughs> um, no, I heard you. We got a swatty connection. Okay. Um, if I had to guess, I would say she is because, um, <laughs> they do describe like her outfit at one point in one of these chapters that we just read. I think where the, the, the Feline guy is like looking at her when she said she's an emissary and he's he's like she's not dressed like no emissary. Like she's got like some fucking really worn leather pants and top and like leather jumpsuit or whatever the fuck she's wearing and I'm telling you, I don't think there's any hair going on underneath that leather jumpsuit. <laughs> like that skin tight shit, I don't think I don't think there is. that'd be too much uh there'd be too much tugging going on in that hair. <laughs> I think she's like a seal. Oh my god, this is getting really fucked up. And you were saying you you felt bad about about making uh, Star Wars dirty, and look what you just said. I didn't make I didn't make it I didn't make it dirty. That's not dirty. You asked me about I'm a functional functional question about the practicalities you're of and stumbling like me. Yeah, no, I think she's shaved for sure. <laughs> Waxed or shaved? Uh, okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe she uses maybe she uses her lightsaber as like laser removal. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> so, what did you think of those three chapters? They were good. I mean, the, fuck yeah! The rescue was kind of pretty formulaic and standard. I thought 
uh, I think I even told you that earlier in the week, and I was like, oh, yeah, it's just basically standard shit. And then yeah. that last chapter, those last two chapters, was like, holy fuck, the, the way it well, ended it, and, and went into the next one. It's like, oh, yeah. my God, oh, my God, he's going to make, she's she's going to make him her bitch, her dark side <laughs> bitch. Because that's what I think is going to happen now is I think she's, you know, the tables are turned and now she's going to use him and make him into this tool, this dark side tool to use against Dooku. Yeah. And she's, she's going to, you know. I'm looking at it here and that right there seems like it would have been the perfect spot to end the episode. So it's going to be interesting for me to see if there's like a time jump or a tonal shift. Oh, in the next chapter? That, yeah. Yeah, there is. I I read like the first sentence of the next chapter. Oh, you cheating motherfucker. Yeah, I cheated. Oh. Well, I had to know whether it was got like graphic Harlequin romance novel in the next one. In the next chapter. It's Star Wars. There's a chance a kid could read this. It's not going to be like he made her toes curl as he plunged deep inside. You don't know that for sure. Yeah, I know that for sure. There's not going to be talk of his fucking balls slapping into her asshole. <laughs> well, I mean, if you say it like that. <laughs> no, there's oh not there's not they do jump ahead it's more it, the first sentence is more like a, a mon, it's like time passes ah it's gonna be another montage i think so yeah that makes me think this is gonna be the end of one episode yeah which you say that's where he becomes the dark disciple do you think we're into the dark disciple episode yet or how many episodes into this arc do you think we are um, I hadn't even really considered that. I hadn't been keeping track of. Well, to me, see. it only seems like one episode has passed, but we're almost halfway through the novel. Yeah. So if you're if you're just looking at the length of the novel, we're at least two episodes in, and we're either going into the third episode or into the fourth episode. Ye you know. Yeah, because see, Lethal Alliance was the first episode. Yeah. And the mission. So yeah. Lethal Alliance would be. The mission, conspirators. Well, which one would be conspirators? Yeah, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So there's there's eight episodes in this book. Yeah. And we're halfway through. So yeah, I mean, we're almost halfway. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think we're into Dark Disciple now. Yeah, her fucking. I think this is him. the beginning. Yeah, I think this is the beginning of Dark Disciple. Okay. <laughs> you don't. Don't you what? mean Dyke Disciple? <laughs> Dyke Disciple? Mm -mm. No, no, I don't think I don't think so. I think I think she's straight. <laughs> I was gonna make a joke about her haircut. <laughs> <laughs> We're probably gonna be cutting a lot of that out. <laughs> no, I like that. I like that haircut. Actually, it's very eighties. Yeah, it's very eighties. Um, like Annie Lennox or. Both of them have a real fucking old school 70s, 80s vibe. Yeah. Because as I said, he looks a lot like Bon Scott mixed with Morrison. Yeah. But anyways, um, these three chapters. The first chapter wasn't much going on. Second chapter didn't really have anything until he fucking unzipped and laid it out and told her, Hey, I'm a Jedi. And then this chapter had a lot of fucking detail, yeah, backstory, and content. Yeah. So... How are you feeling about the book so far? I think it's good. I think it's real yeah. good. I probably haven't enjoyed a Star Wars book like that since um, Darth Plagueis or really? Kenobi. Yeah. I still want to read Kenobi. Even uh, even Bloodline, which I'm like halfway, almost halfway through, I think, um, yeah. before I stop to start, start this one. Um, even that one's 
it's okay, but it, it's kind of slow going. Yeah. Well, I've heard some say that like it's really good, but it takes a little bit to get into it. Yeah, that's what I that's what I feel like too. I I think I'm like right on the cusp of shit really taking off. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to pull up what I said to you earlier because I want to say the exact quote. Okay, this is what I said, and it's true. The more I think about it, the more it's true. I'm just gonna throw this out again. This is the quote of what I sent you earlier. Yeah, and it was shocking gonna... to me. I, it was shocking to me, too. I've said, uh, I'm just going to throw this out there. This book is quickly turning into one of my all-time favorites. Not just Star Wars. Of all that I've read, ever. And it's true, because I'm, I've named two of the books that, you know, I've actually breezed through with ease, because they were just so fucking good that I couldn't put them down. Journey into Darkness, which is on our list to read for a future book club, and Harry Potter 7, which Harry Potter 7 was mostly because, you know, I enjoyed the series and I wanted to know how it ended. There's other Star Wars books that I really fucking love, like the Darth Bane trilogy. Mm-hmm. There's some other Clone Wars books from the that are Legends now, but they were in continuity with the series. Those, they were really fucking great. Uh, the Republic Commando novels, but none of them have made me fucking zip through them as fast as this. Yeah, you it's know? actually been it's actually been kind of hard not to keep going. I know. Um, like two well, chapters I mean, a week. We were trying to be like conservative and like making sure we could get through through them in a timely yeah. manner, or you know, get through them in time for each week's recording. Yeah. But the chapters turn out to be pretty short, and couple that with they're pretty quick reads. And, oh. you know, they make you want to keep going. So it's yeah. like, man, we should have done, like, fucking six chapters a show. Yeah, huh? But then, of course, as soon as we do that, then I wouldn't be able to keep up. <laughs> well, see, I think I mentioned this in one of our other episodes, which, actually, we need to start wrapping up, because we're going on an hour and a half. Yeah. But I said it in one of the previous episodes, when we were reading two chapters a week, I try to push it as far as I can... So that I can remember it for when we record. But like yeah. this week, I read the first chapter a few days ago. I read the second chapter, uh, I guess Friday because we're recording. Or maybe I read it yesterday. I don't fucking remember. We're recording on Saturday or Sunday this week just for everybody listening. I read the first chapter, which was chapter 11, then second chapter. And it was like, holy shit, we got to read another chapter. And you were like, I know, I wish we were, you know, reading four chapters or something. Instead of two, because mm-hmm. we were both fucking chomping at the bit to go to go read to, to more go on to the next one. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that fucking bombshell of I'm a Jedi. It's like there ain't no way we can wait a week. Yeah. And turns out it worked out good because this was the last chapter before kind of a break. So if we would have waited till next week, it might have been kind of awkward to do this one. And then like, well, and then some time passes. Eh, maybe. I don't know. But this way it kept all the all three, the momentum of all three of them together. Yeah, and we didn't, yeah, totally. Yeah, that, that's what I meant, like there's a break in the, the story momentum. I feel you. Now let's get to our thank yous. First of all, always thanks go to at the J Sarge for the intro that we use for both this and the main show. I mean, we're like, what, almost 20 times we've used it now? Still fucking works, man. Mm, yeah, this hasn't gotten old yet. Nope. Um, he's got a podcast again, can't forget that. Jeff knows nothing. Jeff with one F, right? Right, one F. Uh, <laughs> it's on SoundCloud or, again, I think it's um, 
on, I think he's got a site for it, jeffknowsnothing.blogspot.com. Again, Jeff with one F. Yeah, and if you haven't listened to it, it's pretty good. He's got got a pretty cool uh, gimmick. Which is just, you know, somebody sends in a question. Yeah, he takes user-submitted questions, and he has his daughter pick one. He doesn't know what it's going to be, and she asks him the question, and he has to, like, come up with some bullshit explanation or answer to the question. And then, again, for our logo, thanks go to at Sherry Says. Yep. It's fucking pretty cool. Yeah. Right now you can get it on merchandise at redbubble.com. So, yeah, thanks to Sherry for that. And then thanks to the two ladies that are really ladies who uh, helped with the intro at Batcat37 and at TESD Groupie. So, yeah. That's all for the Nerd Blitz Book Club for this week. Come back next week as we continue Star Wars Dark, Disciple by Christy Golden. Bookmark it. This has been a feature of JJ2E Media and TSDJA Productions.